Today is Monday, June the 20th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, recruiting momentum continues as Shane Beamer fires off a pair of welcome home tweets over the weekend. Also, two prospects make their commitment known publicly to the University of South Carolina. And guys, I will speculate on just who the prospects were that Shane Beamer was referring to in his latest welcome home tweets. Also, guys, we can Continue with our top five series today as I taught the top five best tight ends in Carolina football history. Guys, first things first, I'll read off your listener responses and then I'll break down my top five and give my reasoning behind each of my selections. Guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use the promo code SPURSUP to get $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, they have got it, whether it be sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, you name it, they got it. Again, they've also got what's called a deal score on their website and app to help you make the best possible purchase. So what it's going to do, guys, is tell you exactly where you're sitting, how much you're paying, so you know, hey, I'm getting a steal, or hey, I'm getting ripped off. So when you click that buy button, you've got all the confidence you need to know that you're getting the most bang for your buck. So again, guys, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com, and when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Let's get we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fonder, and that is the case this week 
as we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up show. As always, we have got a packed show for you this week, and I'm excited because we have got a packed week of content for you as we creep closer and closer and closer and closer to kick off as we continue to count down the days until toe meets leather at williams Bryce Stadium. Just 75 days away until we'll be back together again under the lights at Willie B. Cannot wait. Again, guys, also fired up because, as I just mentioned, we're back. The Daily Crow is back. After a two-week hiatus, that's a worse start, guys. Really quickly, an update on content. Yes, the Daily Crow is returning Monday through Friday, noon to two. Again, it was a nice hiatus. It was a good break. Yours truly was able to take some time, work on some other business things outside of, or just some stuff that we maybe normally would have put to the side or wouldn't have gotten to, was able to tackle some things in regards to business, merch. Uh, we've also got a move upcoming, which we're still working on behind the scenes. But again, very excited to bring the Daily Crow back. Again, the Crow is back noon to two, Monday through Friday, our normal schedule. Now, moving forward, does that, mean, does that mean there might not be a day or two we take off or we shuffle around the time or something like that? I mean, it is the summer, guys, so again, we're going to be flexible. But either way, the Daily Crow, for the foreseeable future, is back to the normal, regular scheduled program, noon to two, Monday through Friday, taking your questions, comments, and calls on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, very, very excited to chat with each and every single one of you once again. On that note, guys, there is no Tin Roof show this week. On Wednesday, Tin Roof is closed this week. I'm not exactly sure if it's for a private event. They did not specify what is going on. Maybe they're doing some maintenance. I have no idea. But there is no Tin Roof show this week. So again, the only thing different from a normal week, no tin roof, but we are back, baby, with the Daily Crow. Very, very excited for that. And otherwise, of course, guys, content bleeding out the eyeballs all week long. And on that note, guys, let's talk some recruiting because you know a guy, you know what I love about Shane Beamer? He's a lot like me. He's a grinder, right? He doesn't rest. He doesn't stop. Just when you think you can ease up a little bit and take your foot off the gas pedal and you think, okay, well, we've reached June. You know, it's the quote-unquote offseason. Everybody's slowing down. Shane Beamer speeds up when everybody else slows down. And certainly that is the case on the recruiting trail. Of course, a very, very big month for Gamecocks football as they are having these visitor weekends and having tons of prospect on campus for camps and all that good stuff. Well, the Gamecocks picking up another pair of commitments over the weekend. Shane Beamer firing off a pair of welcome home tweets. Now, here's where it gets a little bit confusing because South Carolina had two prospects announce their commitment over the weekend. I'm not exactly sure these two prospects reflect the two welcome home tweets from Shane Beamer. I was trying to do the math because right now, guys, the Gamecocks now have eight total commitments for the 2023 class, eight commitments that we know of that are publicly verbal commitments that are out there publicly that we're familiar with. I feel like I just said the same thing over and over again three times, just went a roundabout way of saying it each time. Either way, though, you understand what I'm saying. 
There are a couple right now that I think are silent commitments. I believe one of them might be an offensive lineman. I believe one of them might be a defensive end. If you want to know more about that, guys, we've talked about it in detail on the, on the Big Cock Club. Join today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. You can think of it as a uh, an insider's message board on steroids, if you will. But again, it's all speculation right now, but it's sounding like on the line of scrimmage is where those other two prospects, other two commitments lie. Either way, though, the Gamecocks did pick up a pair of public commitments via social media. 2023 three-star athlete Cameron Sandlin and then 2023 three-star athlete Judge Collier. I believe I'm saying that last name right. Hopefully I am. We'll start with Sandlin, though. The kid, uh, big kid, six foot four, 220 from Anniston, Alabama. He is a three-star on the 24-7 sports composite, 0.8528. He is the 93rd ranked athlete in the country, the 39th ranked player in the state of Alabama, and the 1,004th ranked player nationally. You look at his offer list, of course, South Carolina, Jody Wright, his recruiter, so Jody Wright already doing work, but Alcorn State, Austin PA, Georgia State, Kentucky, uh, Mississippi State, Samford, and UAB. So again, a little bit of a light offer list. But either way, you look at the size. I think there's a dude, obviously, you see Jody Wright, his recruiter. I think he will be someone that comes in and plays tight end and gets on the line of scrimmage for South Carolina and can potentially help you there. I mean, again, 6'4", 220 has good size, and you're going to need to build depth at the tight end position, uh, losing guys like Jaheim Bell, losing guys like Austin Stogner. Um, you know, again, looking at next year, you don't really know who you can depend on at, at that position. So, again, Sandlin could be a guy, again, from Anniston, Alabama, who could factor in. Then you look at Judge Collier. This is an in-state kid from Rock Hill, South Carolina, and we all know the track record and the history of Rock Hill and that Rock Hill to South Carolina connection. It's great to see the Gamecocks keep a kid from Rock Hill at home. Again, 2023 commitment, three-star on the 24-7 sports website, 14th-ranked player in South Carolina, and the 102nd-ranked athlete in the state of South Carolina. Um, let's see his offer list, Air Force, Boston College, Navy, Wofford. Uh, and that is it as of right now. So the Gamecocks jumping on this kid, I believe, a little bit early. I think you're going to see more offers roll in on him. But again, 6'1", 185. I think he projects as a defensive back. I think that's where we're most going to see him. But uh, either way, the Gamecocks getting those two public commits over the weekend. And then, like I said, I know it's a little hard to keep up with because Shane Beamer loves to throw these welcome home tweets out there and um, you know, it doesn't exactly line up with certain guys and, and when they're picking and who they're picking and all that stuff. But I believe the next two that will announce publicly, I'm not going to say any names because again, guys, it's all speculation and I don't want to ruin a kid's moment out there, but, um, I believe there are two players that are going to announce one on the offensive line, one on the defensive line that are very, very, very big time pickups. Cause again, guys, we can talk defensive backs. We can talk tight ends. We can talk skill position, but I think we can all agree for South Carolina to really get to the next level or to challenge to get to the next level. The line of scrimmage is where it starts. I've talked so many times guys. And I know you probably get so tired of hearing me say it, but the more football changes, the more it stays the same that the team that can win in the trenches, that's the one that's going to win a lot of ball games and have a lot of success. And of course I know that Shane Beamer knows that. So, the bottom line is this, Shane Beamer and company keeping the recruiting momentum going. I think the month of June, each and every single year, as I've said before, I think the month of June is going to be theirs. They're going to capitalize on it. You know, Brad Lowing told me this as well, guys. Brad Lowing told me, he said, Chris, here's the thing. You get a prospect on campus, you feel really, really, really good about your odds of landing him. Because here's the thing, South Carolina's biggest challenges in recruiting are battling 
your history, battling the fact that your rivals, Clemson and Georgia, are in the midst of their greatest success runs ever in the history of their school, right? Battling the fact that, again, you're in the SEC and there's a lot of great teams, a lot of great schools that want all these great players. But when you're able to get a kid on campus, when you're able to get a kid in the city and you're able to get a kid especially inside of Williams-Brice Stadium, I mean, it speaks for itself. South Carolina, they have everything they need to be successful, of course, with the facilities and the fan support. And it's really intoxicating when you get in the building and you get in the indoor and and you get in Willie B and you feel the energy and you feel the emotion. Then, of course, you got Shane Beamer there in person selling the program. You feel really confident again in these camps, and they're having these, um, you know, they're having these uh, these prospect camps, and they're having these visitor weekends. I should say, South Carolina is going to do really, 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 really well over the next couple of weeks. They've actually got another huge recruiting weekend upcoming this weekend. So, guys, again, I think this is just the beginning. Of course, as Shane Beamer Company continue to build out the 2023 class, I think this is just the beginning. I think we're going to see the class continue to build out. I wouldn't be surprised to see four or five, six more commit commits over the next week two weeks what have you so again really exciting times and of course I think Shane Beamer has shown each and every single year of the month of June there's going to be a lot of fireworks from he and his staff so again going to be a lot of fun to follow along guys with that being said we're going to continue along with our top five series today we're talking the top five best tight ends in the history of Gamecocks football before we do though guys I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize picks. Of course, right now we got the Stanley Cup going on. We just had a major in golf. We've got the College World Series happening. And guys, don't look now. Football is just around the corner. You want to gamble, you want to make some money during the season. Why not use our friends at Prize Picks? Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times. On any entry, Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's just you against the projection. Price Picks also allows mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron parlayed with the under on Mahomes. You can take the over on passing yards for Spencer Rattler and the under on an NBA game, an MLB game, whatever it might be. It does not have to be the same sports. You can play multiple players, multiple sports. And again, think about this, guys. Prop plays are probably something you're familiar with, but how many other sites can you play prop bets on college sports? That's really what separates prize picks from all the other books out there, especially for our audience. Also, guys, prize picks has a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And prize picks is a 4.8 star rated in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, go to prize picks right now, prizepicks.com, or download the prize picks app. And when you do, you're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code. T-S-U-S. Use that T-S-U-S promo code at sign up at prizepicks.com to get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 today. Again, guys, do not sit on the sidelines when you can make money with prize picks this season. That's promo code T-S-U-S over at prizepicks.com to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 today. All right, guys, like I said, let's continue along with the top five series. Today, we're talking top five best tight ends in South Carolina football history. And this is such a fun position to talk about because Gamecock fans, I I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a fan base who loves the tight end position as much as South Carolina. And I don't really know why it is, right? We make the joke every single year, throw it to the tight end more. I've thought about even making merch that just says, 
throw it to the tight end more. Like if you see me rocking a hat, right? There's there's hats out there. Run the damn ball, throw the damn ball. Like I really want to make a hat that just says throw it to the tight end more because like that is the go-to every year. It's like clockwork every single year when they have these coaches call-in shows, right? They got these coaches call-in shows before the season and even in season, but Shane Beamer sitting down, they're taking calls. You can bank on it every single year. There's somebody that calls in and asks coach Beamer or coach whoever we have, why are we not? throwing to the tight end more like throwing to the tight end is going to solve all of our problems they're convinced we're not winning we're not scoring because we're not throwing the football to the tight end and I don't know maybe they're right either way though we have been blessed and fortunate with a lot of great tight ends over the history of South Carolina football and we're going to dive into those guys before we do I want to read off your listener responses and what you said Nick Steady on Twitter said he has three Willie Scott two Jared Cook one Hayden Hurst, he also says, can't argue with Hayden's body of work. Statistically, he is the best receiving tight end in school history. Tyler says, Cook, Hurst, Busta. Bell will make the list when it's said and done. With five, he says, I'm going with Saunders. Why not? Uh, Austin Fulmer says, Hayden Hurst, Jared Cook, Willie Scott, Busta Anderson, and Justice Cunningham. Taylor Dively says, Justice Cunningham will always be a sleeper pick for me, an insane blocker, good receiver, overall tough dude. Mason working toward... Uh, a warmer climate. What a username says. Who was the guy who got booted off the team by Spurrier's a senior for NCAA violations that was still drafted by the Steelers? Also, does Pat DeMarco count as a tight end? Uh, by the way, Mason, it was Wesley Saunders. And you could certainly argue that Wes should be a top five tight end in school history. Great friend of the show, by the way. We've had him on the airwaves. Fantastic interview. One that I highly suggest. Highly, highly suggest you listen to that interview. Um, our responses from Facebook. Lee Ryder says, Muse, Hurst, Cook. Anderson and Justice Cunningham. So he's got Hayden Hurst ranked fourth in his top five. Tyler West says, Jared Cook and Hayden Hurst, my favorites, but don't know if I can name five. Jerron Hart says, Cook, Hurst, Adams, Smith, Anderson, Scott, and Cunningham. Billy Vincent says, Big Willie Scott. Matt Johnson says, Jared Cook was the GOAT. So again, a lot of great answers from you guys, and I appreciate you guys being interactive, all the responses. So many great names and so many great memories from so many great tight ends in South Carolina football history. With that being said, let's dive into it. My top five best tight ends in Gamecocks football history, and we'll start with number five. And a good friend of mine, throw it in the dirt, said, Chris, when are you going to do your most underrated Gamecocks of all time? And this is a dude, and I think the reason he asked, because this is a guy at number five, who could certainly fall into that category. Because not every tight end gets the glory, right? I feel like the tight end position has evolved. Like, you look at a guy like Kyle Pitts in the NFL. Even look at Jaheim Bell. He's basically a wide receiver playing tight end. So, when you make this top five list, it's a little bit tough because the position has evolved so much, right? Like Andy Boyd, for example. Friend of the show, tight end to win. Shout out to Andy. An absolute legend. But the tight end position now is much different than the tight end position when he played. The hand, the dirt, three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, the tight end might get thrown to three or four times. I mean, if you listen to that conversation with Andy and if you recall Andy Boyd's career, I mean, there was a time where he had like four catches and all four of them were touchdowns because they were so rarely thrown to. But so this is a guy that I feel like the tight end position was starting to change, especially for the Gamecocks. And it was a dude that just showed up 
and took care of his business. Not a ton of glory, right? But did become a factor, I think, later in his career in the passing game. My fifth best tight end in Carolina football history, guys, he played for the Gamecocks from 2009 to 2012. During his career, he hauled in 50 catches for 581 yards and a touchdown. The fifth best tight end in South Carolina football history, Mr. Irrelevant, Justice Cunningham. Yes, in case you forgot, he was the last pick taken in the 2013 NFL draft by the Indianapolis Colts, but certainly he was not irrelevant during his time at South Carolina. And guys, like I said, you look at his career, the numbers aren't gaudy, right? The numbers aren't gaudy. Just 23 yards receiving in 09, 93 yards receiving, or excuse me, 92 yards receiving in 2010. Then it jumps, 142 yards receiving in 11 and 324 yards receiving in 2012. However, what he meant to that offense, what he meant to that team, and also being part of an offense and an offensive line, right, because it's doing both as a tight end, it's blocking and catching passes, the way that he was able to help pave the way for some of the best rushing attacks in school history with Marcus Lattimore and Brian Maddox and Kenny Miles and, and, and Mike Davis and those guys, right? The way that he was able to do that, I think Justice Cunningham, he's a very underappreciated player, but one that deserves to be on this list. So again, guys, my fifth best tight end in Gamecocks football history, Justice Cunningham. That takes us to number four, my fourth best tight end to wear the garnet in black. And someone that, again, was very explosive, right? A dynamic player in Steve Spurrier's offense. He played from 2011 to 2014, had 61 catches for 954 yards and nine total touchdowns. His name is Rory, but Gamecock fans knew him better and know him better as Busta. My fourth best tight end in counter football history. Friend of the show, by the way, Busta Anderson. Again, Busta, you look at his career, kind of like Justice where he came on later, right? He came on later and became more of a factor later in the career, but uh, certainly someone that was always a threat in the passing game. He averaged 15.6 yards per catch, had five touchdown catches in 2012. Most notably, guys, I think of um, I think of 2012 Georgia, of course. You know, really his first big play, 2011, right? He had a big run and catch against Clemson. He had one where it looked like he was tackled, and he goes like 50 yards down the field to set up South Carolina for a touchdown in that ball game. But just a steady player, man. Had a, had a really memorable touchdown catch in the 2014 Georgia game and was always steady, always steady. I mean, you look at the numbers, 188 receiving an 11, uh, 271 in 12, 235 in 13, 260 in 14. So again, the numbers weren't gaudy, but nearly a thousand yard receiver over the course of his career. And like I said, guys, you've got to keep in mind, right? For the tight end position, those are pretty good numbers. You're not rarely, rarely, rarely you're going to see a tight end have a thousand yard receiving gear because you got your receivers, you got your running back, you got all your other playmakers. So again, guys, Busta Anderson, a great player. And he is, in my opinion, the fourth best tight end in Gamecocks football history. Coming in at number three, my third best tight end to wear the garnet in black. And this one, he might be, and I think he is the most talented player on this list, an absolute freak, a specimen. And I mean that as a compliment in every sense of the word. He played for the Gamecocks from 2006 to 2008. During his career, he hauled in 73 catches for 1,107 yards and seven touchdowns. Guys, I got to watch this dude play in person. I, I mean, 
one of the most athletic, insanely athletic human beings I've ever seen in any field of play. My third best tight end in Carolina football history, Jared Cook. And Jared Cook, hey, there's a reason he's still doing it in the league right now. The kid is pretty damn good. But when you look at the combination of size and speed and athleticism and just freakish ability, I mean, this dude was an absolute weapon. And, you know, it's so funny. It, what, what's, I'll tell you this. What's unfortunate, though, about Jared Cook, when I say the name Jared Cook, when I say the name Jared Cook, there are so many great memories your mind could take you to. But don't lie to yourself. When I say Jared Cook, what do you think of? What do you think of? Your mind, most of you, goes back to one memory, and that is 2006 against Auburn. And it's unfortunate, but it's the reality. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back, watch that game. Savelle Newton hits Jared Cook for a post-pattern touchdown against Auburn, the number one ranked at the time, Auburn Tigers at Williams-Brice Stadium on a Thursday night. couple drives later, Steve Spurrier dials up the exact same play, a touchdown that would have tied the game, same exact execution on the play, except Jared Cook drops the pass. And many fans recall Jared Cook in his Gamecock career for that single play alone. But if you can look past that, he was incredible. He was outstanding. Again, he was a freakish athlete. Uh, three touchdown catches in 07, 3 and 08, averaged 15.2 yards per catch. Of course, his best year was his last one 37 catches for 573 and those three touchdowns, like a minute. He was also a third round draft pick in the 2009 NFL draft by the Tennessee Titans. So again, guys, certainly the numbers speak for themselves. And you look at what he's doing in the league, the dude is an absolute freak. So again, my third best Titan in South Carolina football history, none other than Jared Cook. Let's move to number two, my second best tight end to wear the garnet in black. And we got to go back in time for this one. And like I told you guys, when you think about the way that the tight end position has evolved, the way offenses, by the way, have evolved as well, right? There's much more passing in today's football. Certainly you go back to like 2000, you go back to the 90s. I mean, tight ends were not getting the football nearly at the rate that they are most certainly now, but even in like 2010, even in the mid-2000s, tight ends were not getting the football. They were not part of the offense the way that they are now, right? And that's what makes this dude's numbers even that much more incredible. Note also, by the way, when you pave the way or you help pave the way for a Heisman Trophy winner, you were a pretty valuable asset of a football team. This man played for the Gamecocks from 1977 to 1980 during his career. He halted 63 catches for 787 yards and seven touchdowns. Then I mentioned in 1980, he was part of a Gamecocks offensive line to help pave the way for the 1980 Heisman Trophy winner, George Rogers. My second best tight end in Gamecocks football history, the late, great Willie Scott. And guys, what makes it so impressive as well, in that 1980 season, you think to yourself, okay, that was George Rogers' year. Every play was a run. All they did was run the football. Guys, in that season, he had 27 catches for 360 yards and two touchdowns. And he averaged 13.3 yards per catch. And that's with George Rogers getting all the yards that he got over 5,000 of them, as we have already called. Oh, by the way, if you think he was just a good college player, think again. He was the first-round draft pick, the 14th overall pick in the 1981 NFL Draft 
by the Kansas City Chiefs. Guys, again, you've got to respect history. you got to respect tradition. And Willie Scott, when it comes to Gamecocks tight ends, he is the OG great tight end at the University of South Carolina. And he is my second best tight end in South Carolina football history. And that takes us to number one. My best all-time tight end in South Carolina football history. The best to ever wear the garnet and black. He played with the Gamecocks from 2015 to 2017 during his career. He hauled in 100 catches for 1,281 yards, which is the all-time lead for tight ends at South Carolina. He also had three total touchdowns. He also ran 11 times for 39 yards and a touchdown. Guys, the greatest Gamecocks tight end in school history. You know him better as Garnet Thor. Of course, I'm talking about Hayden Hurst. And guys, his story is incredible. If you do not know Hayden Hurst's story, I highly suggest you checking it out. Unfortunately, we have not had Hayden on the airwaves. We're still looking at that. But what's crazy is this. And the 1,281 receiving yards are the most ever put up by a South Carolina tight end. It's wild his touchdown numbers aren't higher than what they were. And also, you think those numbers he put up, He did it in two seasons, guys, because in 2015, as a freshman, he only had eight catches for 106 yards. You know, when he had that big play at Texas A&M, but, you know, he really didn't have a crazy season that first year, but in 16, 17 was Jake Bentley's best friend in that offensive attack. Uh, And you just think of what he did, all the big plays and the threat that he was on that football team. And again, you factor that in, you factor in the story, you factor in everything he did in a Gamecock uniform, an absolute blast to watch, certainly. So, again, my greatest all-time tight end in Gamecocks football history is indeed Garnet Thor, a.k.a. Hayden Hurst. So, again, my top five, guys, goes like this. Number five, Justice Cunningham. Number four, Busta Anderson. Number three, Jared Cook. Number two, Willie Scott. And number one, Hayden Hurst. So, again, guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Who are your top five? Do you agree, disagree with mine? Of course, we'll have the graphic on social media, and I'm sure that will create a ton of chatter on this Monday. But, again, guys, hey, appreciate you all tuning in. That's going to do it all for me. we got to have a lot of exciting stuff happening, guys, in regards to merchandise. we got a big interview tomorrow that will be on the Wednesday show. We're also working on the TSUS Tour with Carolina Alehouse, that's going to be a preseason thing. We're creeping closer and closer to July 4th week, which you might say, Chris, what in the world is July 4th week? Well, folks, you know what July 4th week is? That week is when we will drop our official game-by-game predictions, and we will start talking actual football on the field. I'll give projections. I'll give predictions, and we'll really dive into the nitty-gritty that is the 2022 football season. But again, guys, hey, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support, guys. You have made this feel like, honestly, you know, again, many people say, oh, you're you're in the month of June. Things are slowing down. Dude, I feel like we have as much momentum as we've ever had right now, and it's all because of your love and support. So again, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. 